We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Hello, all you dirty little Renegade Nation listeners out there. Welcome to Renegade Talk Radio in Boston. In case you forgot who I am, I'm the Boston single girl, Kenzie Vixen. And this is Vixen's View, where I get to share all of the filthy thoughts in my head about dating, sex, and love with all of Renegade Nation. This edition of Vixen's View is brought to you by MotorBunny.com, which exists to empower sexually creative experiences. The MotorBunny is a motorized, ride-on-top saddle vibrator that vibrates and rotates, giving you the ride of a lifetime. Similar products have been made famous by the Howard Stern Show, but MotorBunny is committed to making it much more affordable to hop on. Our program listeners get an exclusive $50 off code, so when you check out MotorBunny.com, remember to enter Renegade50 at checkout. That's Renegade, R-E-N-E-G-A-D-E, Five zero. So, anybody that's in the Boston area, or New England itself, really, summer has finally fucking arrived. You know, it's a, it's only almost the middle of June. I mean, you know, Mother Nature clearly is fucking bipolar this year. I don't want to hear any of this climate change bullshit. It has nothing to do with climate change. Because, actually, we're cold. We're not. This is just fucking ridiculous. Uh, It was 47 degrees a couple days ago. Like, literally, we were walking around with sweaters and jeans. And today, it is, I think it got up to about 85. So, yeah. in, In just a matter of literally 48 hours. So, this show is coming to you with me sitting here in a tank top in my underwear. Seriously, because it's just that fucking hot and I don't like clothes anyway. So why wear them? So I wanted to talk to you guys. I've I've seen a lot of really interesting things recently on the internet. But um, this one story from Tinder actually kind of stuck out. And uh, I believe she is from the UK. Um... Anyways, the headline reads, Women meets for coffee with her Tinder date, and then he texts her to ask for the money back. (laughs) So, of course, this piqued my interest, and I thought it would pique all of yours. So I want to share it with you, and then maybe we can discuss some uh, dating do's and don'ts for the clearly socially inept. Um, So Lauren Crouch is a 20-something from London and she recently decided to you know get back into the dating scene and um, you know tinder seemed the right place for her to you know to go so she found somebody who you know seemed like he was a match she agreed to meet him for a cup of coffee um, and then uh, the article says that she explained what happened with her date as the most alarming text message she's ever received. Um, And apparently the date was going smoothly after about 25 minutes of casual conversation. Um, 
you know, the, the date asked her if she would be interested in going back to his place for a home-cooked dinner. Um, she said no, and she was honest with him and said that she wasn't comfortable going to a stranger's house. Um, you know, they'd only met just 25 minutes ago, you know, so she didn't feel comfortable. Um, they parted ways. Their, their date literally lasted about 30 minutes. I mean, come on, it's fucking coffee. Um, lasted about 30 minutes, and they parted ways. And later that night, he texted her and asked her if she wanted to see him again. And so, you know, again, she was honest. And she said, you know, she wasn't sure that there was really any chemistry between them. And, you know, um, and so it kind of took a bizarre turn after that. Um, And I'm going to read you what the text messages are because uh, yeah these are actually online um so he says and remember this is sorry they're 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 in london so the the slang might be a little you know it's obviously not boston anyways so he says hey it was good to see you tonight fancy meeting up again and that was at 7:31 at night Took her a couple hours, you know, about 10 o'clock, she gets back. Sorry for the delay. Was lovely to meet you, but not sure we had that chemistry. Hope you had a good evening. Take care. Nice enough. Okay. Short, sweet, to the point. So he texts right back. How about I cook dinner for you tomorrow and we'll see what happens. If we don't click, we can leave it. We communicate naturally. It's a good start. Let's give us a chance. So, okay, clearly this guy was more into her than she was into him, um, which happens. No big deal. Um, But, you know, she just, she wasn't feeling it. So, uh, she replies, you know, maybe about 10 minutes later, Sorry, but I wouldn't go to someone's house when I barely know them. Unfortunately, I'm overly romantic, and I'm a big believer in feeling some kind of spark early on. Wish you all the best, though. So still, she's trying to be polite. She's being honest, but, you know, she's not like, Hey, fuckface, I don't like you. Move on. So he texts back. This is where it gets fucking interesting. Okay, fair enough. Can you pay me back for your coffee? I don't like wasting money. Prefer to use it on a date with someone else. (laughs) Like, seriously? What does a cup of coffee cost? I mean, like, at the most, four bucks, and that's if you're at, you know, Starbucks or something. So, she doesn't get back to him that night she uh she decides to wait until the next morning okay and she says you know you have to decide for yourself what you do with your money you know obviously so her response to him the next morning was it's a shame you consider a date to be a waste of time when it doesn't end on your terms how about I donate the 350 to a charity of your choice to give you a chance to regain some decorum. I can even bump it up to five to cover your bus journey too, if you'd like. Might I be so bold as to suggest the Royal British Legion as it was armis- armistice 
Armistice. Jesus Christ. Armistice Day yesterday. <laughs> so he says, I'd like to decide myself what to do with my money. Please pay me back into my bank account. And then he proceeds to give her his bank account information. So she says, you know, I actually felt angry because... You know, she's like, I'm a massively big believer in women always offering to pay for dates. And um, so let me see. I'm just trying to see if there was any more. Um, something about not liking rejection. Okay, yeah. So nothing else was was um, related to this that she she has some other um, text up here apparently this is something that happens to her um, often so I mean I don't know if there's something wrong with her or what um, but she has a blog apparently and people other people um, it's called no bad dates just good stories and so I guess a lot of people have been um, commenting on her blog and throwing up text messages that they've received to kind of compare stories um and apparently uh lauren and another uh dater uh, who commented realized that there was a strong chance that perhaps they had both been on the date with the same man <laughs> so this just gets even better i mean not only is this guy an asshole but apparently he does this to a lot of women um so <laughs> It was just ridiculous. Um, so apparently the other woman um, who had also been on a date said, we met at, you know, some station. We walked past his flat. I didn't know that he lived there, uh, which flat in, in London, that's a, an apartment. He asked if I'd like to come up for a drink. I said, no, let's go to the pub. We had one drink and 45 minutes after the first meeting, he said, I don't believe in long first dates. Shall we go? So we left. He went in for a kiss. I pushed him off and said goodbye. He seemed intelligent and he intrigued me, so I agreed to meet him again. But his messages became a bit pushy. He kept asking uh, to see me the next night to show off his cooking skills, just as he'd said to you. And something just didn't sit right. So in the end, I thought it was best not to go and send him a polite message. So this other dater... Um, sent him you know said let's skip dinner um you know i you know, um what does it say uh oh he, he says still on for tonight she says hiya i'm really sorry to do this but no i think you're a really great guy but i'm just not feeling it i don't want to waste your time i hope you meet someone um wonderful uh, and like yourself, and he says, what? You're canceling on me? Let's skip dinner. Let's, and it's blanked out, uh, tonight at mine. I want to blank you really rough. Okay, so apparently he, he wants to fuck her. So I'm just going to try to fill in the blanks here. Uh, I'm going to assume it says, let's skip dinner. Let's fuck tonight at mine. I want to fuck you really rough. I bet you like it that way. So can you make it? And she says, after that mes message, absolutely not a chance. He says, thanks for ruining my evening. I regret spending 
seven on your drink. I'll never buy a drink to a woman ever again. You women complain about the lack of gentlemen these days. You are to blame for that as you don't appreciate nice gentlemanly guys. No problem. I'll become a rough man who will treat women like shit. Apparently you appreciate rough men more. She responded, no one likes rejection, and I'm sorry you feel that way. I've tried to tell you as nicely as I can, but there is nothing gentlemanly about the way you are behaving right now. You've only made me more glad that I've canceled, relieved, actually. He says, yeah, I know, women these days don't like nice guys. You like rough ones who'll treat you badly. No problem. I'll become one of those. It's easier. I'll tell them I want a relationship, fuck them hard, and then disappear without a word. It seems that the rougher and the more inaccessible you are as a man, the more desirable you are to women. Again, I regret spending the money on you, on your drink. Waste of money. Never again. Seriously? Like, this guy has a fucking problem. And I know this isn't just a London thing, because I know guys here in the States are, are you know, there are some guys out there that are like this as well. So, anyways. <laughs> um, apparently, you know, so uh, this went pretty public um and i don't even know where to begin on this to be honest so first of all let's start off with the original woman who is lauren and who met him for a coffee date and when it didn't go his way and she wouldn't go to his house for dinner all right guys no woman in her right mind who has no idea who you are you could be a fucking serial killer okay she is not going to come, unless she's a fucking moron, she is not going to come to your apartment so that you can, quote, cook her dinner. Because we all know, we're not that stupid, okay? Guys, women are not that stupid or gullible, okay? We know what you mean by that is, I really don't want to spend the money, or I really don't have any money. Because I'm a bum. Why don't you just come back to my apartment, which may or may not actually be mine. It could just mean that I live with my parents and they're not home this weekend, so come to my house. You know, never know. So that I can supposedly cook you a meal, which may just be peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Or pasta, because the only thing I'm capable of doing is boiling water. When really all I want to do is try to fuck you. Really, you try to lure some woman you don't even know. Think about that, okay? It's kind of like the pedophile that tries to lure the child into the van with the candy and the puppies. That's really what you... You creepy motherfuckers. You creepy ass motherfuckers trying to lure women into your apartment with dinner. People you don't even know. It's different if you've been dating this woman or this woman or you've been on a couple dates with her or whatever. But, and don't take this the wrong way and say, oh, he's just being a gentleman and trying to cook for her. And, you know, women say they want those things. Yes, we do. But not in this context. Not after knowing somebody for 20 minutes. It's not, hey, come back to my place so that I can cook you dinner. Yeah. No, what it really means is... I'm a horny fuck, and I just want to get laid. Which, hey, don't get me wrong. I've been there, done that. I fuck on the first date, remember? 
But guys, like seriously, this is not... Uh, you meet for coffee and then all of a sudden you want to get her back to your apartment. Uh, no. Problem number two with what he did. Okay, so th that was one. Problem number two. When she politely declined, she didn't say, oh, you're a fucking creep. What the fuck is wrong with you? She just said that was beyond her comfort level. She really didn't feel like they had the spark. But, you know, good luck. I wish you the best. She was polite about it. And then he turns around and wants the money back for the cup of fucking coffee? Are you kidding me? What kind of douchebag is that? <laughs> like, there aren't... I don't even think there are enough adjectives in the English language to describe this man and his behavior. Like, what kind of person, I'm not even going to say what kind of guy, what kind of person asks for a refund, a monetary refund for the fucking date? And it's not like he went all out and it was, you know, like some expensive dinner or something like that. Even then, that's still not okay. This was a $3.50 cup of coffee. Seriously, dude? And like she said, at the most, maybe five because of his, you know, public transportation back and forth. So, okay, you're out five bucks. Really? Like, the balls, like, it's not, maybe lack of balls. Like, I don't even know, like, okay. But then to find out that he's done this not only to this one woman, but to more than one wim woman, with that, women. <laughs> I can't talk today. I think it's the fucking heat. It's fried my verbal skills. Um, I'm not going to say oral skills because it hasn't fried those. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, he's done this to more than one woman. And he was really vulgar with the second one. And again, she, reading these text messages... She was polite about it. She, you know, I'm really sorry to do this. I don't, you know, I, I think you're a great guy. I'm just not feeling it. I don't want to waste your time. Now, she could have said, hey, I think you're a douchebag. You know, uh, go fuck yourself. But she didn't. She was polite about it. And he went off and said, let's skip dinner. Let's fuck tonight at mine. I want to fuck you really. Really? That's where you go with that? Look, you're fucked in the head if that's where you go with that after a woman turns you down. And says, yeah, I'm not really feeling it. I think you're a great guy. But, you know, best of luck. <laughs> so, guys, when you're dating... You know, it's granted it's it's not always the guy's responsibility to pay. I personally am, believe it or not, old fashioned that way. And I think that if a guy asks you out, then it is his responsibility to pay for the date. Um, but it's always nice for the woman to to offer at least split the bill or something like that. That's fine. You know, whatever. But you shouldn't expect it. You absolutely should not expect a fucking refund because the date doesn't go the way that you want it to. How fucking selfish and childish are you? 
really? That's the equivalent of, I want that toy, and you don't get it. And so you stomp your foot and have a fucking temper tantrum. Really? And you think that woman is going to say, oh, you know what? Okay, rather than give you the five bucks back, yes, I will come to your apartment and suck your dick. Really? Come on, like, where did he think that was going to go? Did he really think that was going to have a positive outcome? And she was just going to say, you know what? Since you put it that way, I've changed my mind. You know, I would love to come over and just hop on that cock. I mean, come on, seriously. Ugh, men. Dating. Like, dating just sucks. Uh, I think I told you guys, speaking of dating in general, I think I told you guys that a while back... um, Boston was actually like in the top 10 for single life and for dating. And I just kind of want to address that because I feel like that's a fucking lie. And the more people, single people, especially the, you know, dating, whatever, the more single people I talk to, the more they agree with me. Um, which is fine, because I know I'm right. I'm, I'm, I'm always right. I'm Scorpio. <laughs> but um, Boston feels more like a black hole when it comes to dating than, you know, some fabulous top ten place for singles. It really isn't. Um, there may be a lot of things to do and ways to meet people. I'm not going to say, I mean, obviously we're not in, you know, fucking East Bumfuck. It is a major metropolitan area. There's tons of bars, tons of clubs, tons of restaurants, museums, you know, um, out, like there's, there's a million different things to do, but the, the, it's, but why do we still have such a huge population of single people who are not meeting people? That's the thing. Like, if we have so much to do, how are people still not meeting people? And I I really think that it boils down to the fact that we're not meeting quality people. And I think people are just looking for love in all the wrong places. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe it's just the city itself. So I guess... The Boston Herald did a poll um, a few months ago, I think right around Valentine's Day, and 59% of people that were surveyed thought that Boston was not a good city for singles. And uh, apparently Marie Claire magazine named Boston, back in 2010, named Boston among the worst cities for single women. So if that's the case, how did, um, I don't remember if it was Singles in America or, or um, I don't remember who did the survey. Uh, I'd have to go back and, and re-listen to the, the episode where I told you guys. It was a couple, couple episodes ago. But, um, I mean, seriously, like, this is the, this, this, Boston really is a black hole when it comes to dating. It's not. It's not the epicenter of, of dating life. I think that too many people are on their cell phones. Um, I know at least when I go into a bar, what I see is, because I love to people watch, 
and I'll talk to anybody. You know, I'll strike up a conversation with anybody. And I love to make friends with the bartender because if you make friends with the bartender and you tip well, then your drinks are fucking killer. Um, but anyways, so the thing that I've noticed, and maybe this is contributing, is that yes, we are an epicenter of attractions. So there's tons and tons and tons of social events and ways to meet other singles and just people in general and to socialize and find those connections. But then every you you, you attend these events and you attend these, you know, you go out to a bar, or you go out to a club or whatever, and everybody is on their fucking phone. Nobody's talking to each other. Nobody's making eye contact. The only thing they're making contact with is their phone. So here's a tip, singles, and even people who are in relationships. Your phone isn't going to fuck you, okay? Your phone isn't going to keep you warm at night. Your phone isn't going to give you companionship. Your phone is, I mean, unless you're watching porn, your phone is not a sexual object, you shouldn't be making out with your phone. If you are, you have a problem and one that I can't address. Maybe a therapist should. But put the fucking phone down. If you are out for the night, whether you are with people or not, put the fucking phone down. You want to meet people? You think that Boston is a black hole, which it kind of is. Then put the fucking phone down. Because it's, it's just a security blanket. You're like Linus from the Peanuts. You're walking around with your blankie. Except your blankie, in this case, is your fucking phone. Put it down. Put it away. Shut it off. I don't care. Nothing important is happening at 9 or 10 o'clock at night. Or 11 or 12 or whatever. Nothing important is happening that you need your fucking phone, okay? Put the phone down. Look around the bar. Look around the club. Look around that singles event that you're at. Does anybody pique your interest? Does anybody make you wet? Does anybody, you know, get that cock sprung? If so, go talk to that person. What do you say? Hmm, how about hello? That's a good starter. It's always a good opener. You don't need some stupid fucking cheesy lines. You don't need, you know, hmm, come here often. No, just go say hello. Everybody there is is literally thinking the exact same thing. How do I start? How do I go talk to that person? Oh my god! Why you know? Why am I here? I shouldn't have come. I should have stayed home. Maybe I should have just you know binged Supernatural or you know Walking Dead on Netflix and stayed home and ordered in. And no, that's why you're single. That's why you're gonna stay single. And especially if you're out in public and you're just like stuck on the wall or you're, you're, you're sitting at the bar and you're on your phone. You're not approachable, man or woman. You are not approachable if you are sitting there either with people or not and you're on your phone. It's rude, it's unattractive, and you're unapproachable. And then you go home that night and you wonder why nobody wanted to talk to you, nobody hit on you, and why you're going home alone. You know why? You're not going home alone. You're going home with your fucking cell phone. So put the fucking cell phone down and maybe Boston won't be the black hole of dating and single life that it currently is. Okay.
That's my rant. <laughs> so I'm going to take a little break. But while I do, how about you go check out Sky Pilot Radio for, you know, some maybe what you'd consider vintage music. It's so they have everything from the 60s to the 80s. And it's skypilotradio.com. When I come back, my dirty little listeners, I'm going to talk about swinging etiquette. Are your freedoms being destroyed? Like free speech? Shut up! Then fucking stay here and be blunt about it. Be right back. So, Carrie and Bush are from the Skull and Bones Club of Yale. Skull and Bones, which is the beginning of their rituals into the satanic orders, is basically what it is. One of the initiation rites of the Skull and Bones is to screw one man, screwing the other one. You know, uh, uh, you know, anal sex. Okay, John Kerry Cohen gave George Bush Jr. his satanic rights, and they lay down in a coffin full of mud to do this in. That's so you're saying that deal. John Kerry and George Bush had anal sex together in college in a coffin full of mud? That's right. Okay. I am saying that, and because so, so, John Kerry Cohen okay, gave George okay, Bush Jr. Okay, Carol. So, Carol, okay, Carol, what do you have to say about that? Sounds pretty shitty to me. <laughs> <laughs> blunt. Do you like to be blunt? Absolutely. We don't sugarcoat shit. Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear things you've never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio. Do you ever walk in and find your husband quickly zipping up his pants? Does your husband suffer from chap dick? Then he may be addicted to porno. Mine was, and he left me to go be number 73 in the world's biggest gangbang. Did you know that one out of three marriages are ruined by excessive porno? Mine was, if you think your husband has a porno habit, help that nasty bastard before it goes too far. The early warning signs are there. Ask him to do a self-exam. If you watch porno before 10 a.m., if you know the name of any guy in porno besides Ron Jeremy, if you can't get aroused unless you hear this, you may be addicted to porno. If you're willing to donate your spine to Larry Flint, if your woman has thrown away all of your porno tapes and you masturbate to the view, if you like your woman to shower in five-inch pumps, if you think the only way to get your woman pregnant is by shooting sperm in her eye, you might be addicted to porno. Maybe I'm old-fashioned. But double anal penetration is just not my cup of tea. Party pooper. So if you think your husband is addicted to porno, please call 1-800-I-SEE-YOUR-ASS today. That's 1-800-I-SEE-YOUR-ASS. Call today. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. 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 Oh, God. Oh, yeah, right there. Oh. 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 Oh, God. Oh. Yes. 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 Yes! 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 
love what she's having. Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. All right, you dirty little fuckers. Welcome back to Vixen's View on Renegade Talk Radio Boston. So, <clears throat> I've had some things happen recently at uh, swingers parties that I kind of wanted to bring up, but first I'm going to give you guys, before I give you the story of why I'm bringing these things up, just want to go over etiquette for swingers clubs or parties or, you know, kind of seems to cover whether it's an on-premises party or just a um, meet and greet or whatever. The same rules pretty much apply. So let me back up a little bit for those that don't really, who aren't in the lifestyle or who don't really understand um, the different terminology I'm about to use. Obviously, people know what swinging is, uh, or especially if you listen to this show. Um, couples or singles who swap partners, have sex with other people, you know, make yourself available, basically, you know, free love, you know, like the 70s. I think it was the 70s. I don't know. I wasn't alive. Anyways. <laughs> so, um, when you're swinging, you can either, you know, obviously meet people privately just like you would you know, if you were dating. Um, but most people for the, you know, that I've, at least in this area in the Northeast, um, most people attend clubs or parties. Now, swingers parties can be one of two things. They can either be on-premises parties, which means that sex is allowed at that particular location and that you do not need a hotel room or, you know, your house or whatever, an alternative location. You know, you don't need to go fuck in, the, in your car in the parking lot. Um, in the Boston area, unless it's a hotel takeover type of a party, most of the uh, swinging swingers parties in the Boston area are not on premises because we are very Puritan here about sex, uh, believe it or not, and you cannot have sex in a public building. So uh, then there are that. So here in Boston, that's what we consider them to be off premises parties. So the way that those work are that you know, you would meet at whatever the location is that the, the party host has chosen, whether that's a bar or a hotel, a nightclub, whatever it is. Um, and you would just like going to any other club, you know, you dance, you have a couple drinks, you get to know each other, you talk, you chat, you have fun, whatever. And you kind of meet people that maybe you want to have sex with, maybe you just want to go hang out with naked, you know, whatever, hang out in a hot tub, whatever the environment is okay that you but but the point is you can't have sex there so you can't have sex at that location that is simply just the meet and greet and then you would need to go to another location whether that be a hotel room or uh maybe sometimes the host will have the meet and greet part at a bar near their house and then whoever wants to comes back to their house for you know the you know for sex obviously just basically for just more hanging out and you know you can hang out naked where at the bar or the club you can't so there's on premises which you can have sex there and drink and be naked and whatever and then there's the off premises where you just it's just the meet and greet portion and then you have to go somewhere else for sex so that being understood 
I don't like off-premises parties. I prefer on-premises because if I am taking the time out of my very busy schedule to um, go to a swingers party, I want to know that I'm going to be able to have sex. I don't want to have to, because it's expensive. Let me just put that out there, okay? This lifestyle is not cheap. <laughs> this is not a cheap lifestyle. I don't know about any, I mean, I've, I've been to parties in Vegas. Um, they were, you know, I guess probably around the same price range as here in, in, in uh, Boston. Well, actually, I go to Rhode Island, but um, just, it, this is not a cheap lifestyle. So anybody that's getting into this thinking, that you can be cheap. For the most part, this is not a cheap lifestyle. This is a fairly expensive lifestyle unless um, you are just trying to have people meet you at your house. Uh, because if you're meeting people at, if you're meeting people online, which by the way, most of those sites, and you can sign up for free, but you're limited in the amount of messages. I think it's like five messages. I know with SLS, I think you're allowed like five messages to send and receive um, per week or month or whatever it is. Um, but a paid membership is like 15 bucks a month. And then they have lifetime memberships and all that. But the point is, is that just like if you were dating, there is an expense involved. And so let's say that you are on SLS and you are a free member. Okay, well now you're on there and you, you can only send and receive five messages, let's just say it's a month because I think that's what it is. Now you have to be selective. So you're taking your time to really make sure that the people that you want to meet are, are the, those are the ones that you're messaging. Now you have to take it somewhere. So you're going to have to take it to either a restaurant or a bar. Okay, well, there's an expense involved in that. It might be small, it might not be. You're not immediately going to say, hey, come, you know, show up at my house. Because just like if in the dating world, with the asshole I was just talking about, that doesn't work. It, there's no scenario, unless you're a fucking idiot, there's no scenario where some stranger is going to be like, yeah, sure, I'll come to your house. So, no. There's going to be some type of expense involved. So, whether it be the expense of signing up on the website, whether it be the expense of meeting these people for drinks or dinner or whatever. Maybe it's the expense of, okay, well, you decided to go out to that, you know, party in Boston that's at, you know, such and such nightclub. And, well, you can't have sex there. So you're either going to have to go get a hotel room or if you're single and you're you know joining a couple you're going to be going to their hotel room and the polite thing to do would be split that hotel room with them so either way there's some kind of expense involved now if you're going to on-premises parties there was the expense of at least in this area you can't just show up if you're not a member of these clubs um there's so there's a membership fee involved and that varies like some clubs um, I know there's one in particular in Rhode Island who has a very low uh, yearly membership. And then there's another one that has a very high yearly membership. Um, but anyways, there's a membership fee involved. And then from there, it, the membership fee isn't enough. You have to pay to attend that specific party. So, you know, I think one of the clubs that I joined was like $50 for the year. It's not a big deal. 
when you talk like for the whole year but then every party that we go to it's another fifty dollars so <laughs> it's kind of you know it adds up there is another club that i joined that i believe it was around 200 or maybe a little maybe somewhere between two and three hundred for the membership for the year and then you still have to pay another between 50 and 100 dollars depending on the party to attend that specific party. So think about that. If they're having parties every Friday and Saturday night and you choose to go just one night every weekend of the month, that adds up. So like I said, this is not a cheap lifestyle choice. I mean, I guess you can make it cheap if you're kind of shady about it, but (laughs) it's just, it's not a cheap lifestyle. So you're paying to be a member of these parties your there's a certain there are certain spoken and unspoken rules etiquette as we as as I'll call it okay there's etiquette not only between the couple themselves or even if you're single you're going to have your own set of rules for yourself you know maybe it's no rules maybe it's you know i only i'll i'll only fuck women or i'll only fuck men or you know maybe you're bi guy bi girl whatever so even if you're single, you have guidelines for yourself. If you're a couple, you absolutely fucking need to have guidelines for, for you as a couple. Don't bring that drama to the club. But <clears throat> there are, every club, at least in my experience, every club has its own set of rules. Whether that's the, um, the swingers club or the, a swingers group, because there's tons of them. I mean, all you have to do is go to Yahoo. You'll find a million of them. Go to, go to SLS, which is Swing Lifestyle. You'll, you could find a group in your area. Um, there are tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of swingers groups that aren't exact. They're not clubs. They're just, you know, the, the group itself, and then they plan events. Um, but there are rules, okay? No matter what, there are there are rules for the as as a couple that you'll have for each other and then there are rules of that club or that group that you need to abide by and you really need to respect and it really respect is is basically what it boils down to okay so some of the all right so one of the clubs that i belong to and i'm just gonna kind of give you an idea um one of the clubs that i belong to their club etiquette is that they are a private social gathering admission is a privilege reserved for our members and um, illegal substances so the use or possession of illicit substances on club property is strictly prohibited now this particular club and mostly because uh, weed is legalized in this area or for the majority of this area so that weed doesn't count but like you can't be doing lines of coke off somebody's ass like none of that no you can't be shooting heroin in the bathroom like don't be hitting the crack pipe the illegal substances are not allowed um they are byob so you need to and most of the clubs in this area are um i don't know we have some weird new england maybe it goes back to the puritan times i don't know but uh, alcohol and, and nudity just don't mix apparently <laughs> actually i found that to be true in vegas too um, with a lot of the strip clubs. But anyways, um, a lot of them are, you know, bring your own booze and, you know, they, they might, they'll supply, you know, cups or ice. Depends on the club. Um, but for the most part. So, uh, 
a pretty common rule is cameras and cell phones are strictly prohibited inside the club. You are not allowed to bring your phone. You are not allowed to bring a still camera, a video camera, a n nothing. Nothing, no photography, videography, nothing. Okay? And that really is a respect issue. It's really to, to it's discretion. This lifestyle isn't exactly mainstream. And, you know, I'm not married, okay? So, so I, I mean... This doesn't apply to me personally, but a lot of these couples, whether married or they've been together forever or whatever, there's, some of them are like, you know, lawyers or doctors or soccer moms, you know, they don't want these images of them getting fucked doggy style while they're blowing somebody else. Like, that's not an image that needs to be made public. You need to take into consideration the fact that, uh, yes, you're all naked or maybe you're not naked, whatever. You're all there for sex. I mean, come on. We all know that. That's, th that's what a swingers club is for, okay? It's, let's not pussyfoot around it. Everybody's there for sex, okay? Everybody's horny. Everybody's drunk. And everybody's there for sex. But that doesn't mean that you can photograph somebody or you can be an asshole, and take pictures because what if those pictures were to get out like what if somebody takes a picture of you just like if you were dating just think of it that way what if you were dating somebody and you know that person snapped a, a you know you got you have a dick pic whatever you know they took a picture of their tits and sent it to you that can never be taken back and if that falls into the wrong hands or you show it to somebody and they're like, oh my God, I know that person. Like, she's my son's third grade teacher. You could get that person fired. And that's why these rules are in place. It really is about respect and discretion. And this one kind of pisses me off because I recently had an issue where... Um, okay, so let me let me just back up for a second and describe that at some... Uh, okay, so at all clubs, no means no. I'll go over the rules and then I'm going to go back to this, okay? So at all clubs, no means no. Let me just put that out there. So you need to be respectful, okay? But you, I mean, you don't want to hurt people's feelings. But if, if you proposition somebody and they say no, you need to respect that, Okay. Basic etiquette rules for swinging clubs, okay? Especially if you're going to an on-premises party. Um, but like I said, these apply to, to anything in the swinging lifestyle. If you're not sure what to expect or how you should behave or things like that, I just want to give you all a, you know, anybody who's just considering checking it out or, you know, curious about what the rules of conduct might be at, you know, clubs or, you know, private party scenes or whatever all of these etiquette rules are pretty much universal um, for any party and the number one rule like I just said is that no means no it's a rule it's never up for debate and uh, breaking that rule will pretty much get you kicked out of every swinging establishment on the planet so um, yeah have fun breaking that one because your life will be fucking over. 
Um, but, you know, sadly, it's a rule that needs to be there. Um, because, you know, some people just don't get it when it comes to human interaction. Another rule that's pretty much universal is to show respect to other people. You have to respect their rights, their feelings, their comfort levels, and above all, especially if they're part of a couple, you need to respect their significant other, whether that's their spouse, their boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, you know, whatever their marital or relationship status is. You need to respect the person they came with, okay? Not respecting other people's wishes and boundaries, uh, that's an easy way for you, your ass to find the fucking door or for somebody to beat the shit out of you. So other than those, some common rules are, you know, obviously be polite and courteous and, you know, no thank you sounds a lot better than no fucking way. Um, yeah, just kind of, there's a way to tell somebody no without being an asshole about it. I mean, unless they're being an asshole, then fuck it. Um, condoms, safe sex. Like, everybody thinks that this is just, you know, a free-for-all because it's, it's sex-related. No, like, safe sex is encouraged. Most, uh, I, I, I would probably say all, um, clubs are gonna have either some kind of policy about this, not that they're going around policing it, but um, any club that I've ever been to has, like, in every single room, everywhere, everywhere you go, even, even private home parties I've gone to, there's bowls of condoms laying around, there's lube, there's, you know, anything, you, there's tissues, there's baby wipes, there's anything you could possibly need. Now, you, of course, you are welcome to bring your own, which is encouraged, because safe sex is a must. There are diseases that will make your vagina close up and your dick fall off. Okay, children? So, safe sex. Okay, condoms. It, it, I mean, you know, you, you want to bareback it with somebody you know, that, that's different. But for the most part, there's condoms. Hygiene. Hygiene is sometimes an issue. You want to bathe, shower, put on some deodorant. And when I say shave, you, 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 you know, bathe, shower, shave, all those things. Manscape, guys. Nobody wants to suck hairy balls. Just be neat. Be, you know, present yourself. You don't want to walk in. And a lot of clubs have dress codes. So, you know, the ratty jeans or the, the nasty sweatpants, it's, it's not going to cover it. Like, first of all, it's not sexy. It's not impressive. So, you know. Be presentable and, you know, bring, I always have a change of clothes in the car um, because, you know, I, I've got, usually I have fishnets on or some kind of thigh high stockings. I've got, uh, you know, stilettos on. I've got a tiny little dress on. Um, my underwear may end up on somebody's head or they may not come home with me so you know I may have come all over me who knows so I always have a change of clothes in the car that I can just you know throw on and I can just you know it's it's fine another good rule yes it's it's BYOB and obviously you know there's a bartender there who's gonna you know mix up your drinks for you for whatever you brought and all that but don't get wasted. I've seen way too many times people just overserved. You have to remember, like, a lot of these parties 
are just, they're either home parties or they're even, I mean, I don't know in other parts of the country, but, or even in other countries, but um, in the Northeast, the bartenders, I mean, they may have like bartending experience, but this isn't, I mean, they're not really governed, so they're not going to like shut you off for the most part. I don't think I've ever seen anybody get shut off. You really need to self-govern that yourself, okay? You, you have to make sure that you're not getting wasted. First of all, because excessively drinking, there's nothing sexy about you being a hot fucking mess and slurring and, you know, like puking. That's not, that's, that's not fun. That's not sexy. There's, nobody wants to fuck that especially you know, for women, for guys, alcohol gives you limp dick, like whiskey dick. That's a real thing. <laughs> you can't fuck if you can't get hard. And alcohol affects your ability to be able to get hard. We don't want to fuck you if you're sloppy drunk. Man, woman, doesn't matter. Obviously, if you're going to like house parties, things like that, there's going to be a little bit different guidelines, such as, you know, make sure you RSVP and just basic basic etiquette like that you know don't show up empty-handed make sure you know bring snacks especially if it's a house party bring snacks or even if you're going to a club this is probably not going to be food so make sure you have some kind of you know snacks or whatever it's always good to bring stuff oh so you never enter a room without permission some clubs have private rooms, semi-private rooms, or completely open rooms. One of the clubs I go to has ropes that you can put across, and they also have a curtain. So you can choose to keep the room completely open, curtain open, rope open, everything, you know, complete, the doorway is completely open. Anybody that wants to come in can come in. Maybe they join in, maybe they don't, maybe they're just standing in there to watch, whatever the case may be. So that's a completely open room. A semi-private room would mean that you're okay with being watched, so you put the rope across the door, but you don't want anybody else to enter. So you're okay with being watched, having them cheer you on while you get pounded, but you don't want anybody else in there. And then a private area would be either there's a door itself or um, there's a curtain of some kind. And if that door or curtain are closed, then that's a private area and the people inside don't want you involved. They don't want you looking. They don't want you watching. They don't want you heckling. They don't, they don't want your commentary. You are not invited in any way, shape, or form. You, your eyeballs, nothing. So you, you need to mind your own business is basically what that means. Mind your own business. You can listen if there are sounds. I am very vocal. I am very loud, especially when I'm being fucked well. You you cannot have any part in what is going on in there. So you really need to respect that. So those are just, you know, and make sure you clean up after yourself. Some clubs have like a, a, a um, house mom is the part of that. <laughs> Sorry, moms. Um, like a little housekeeper who, who will go around and change out the sheets and and clean things up but for the most part yes you're paying for her to do that because it's part of your membership or, or for him to do that whatever because it's part of your membership but you don't be an asshole and like leave condoms around that's just gross nobody wants to pick up your nasty used condoms or you know wipe up cum off the floor that's just gross 
really, really gross. So, clean up after yourself. And a few other things is uh, make sure that you, before you attend, especially if you're a first-timer, that you kind of acquaint yourself with um, the guidelines of that particular party or that particular club. And make sure that you, if, if you're part of a couple, if you're single, I mean, you know, know what your boundaries are and what your limits are and all of that and what you will and won't do. And, um, but if you're a couple, the communication between the two of you is going to be extremely important. Um, you need to know, especially if you're new to this lifestyle, you need to know what your comfort level is. That all needs to be discussed, be discussed way ahead of time. And you need to know what your boundaries and rules are because you don't bring drama into the club. Leave your drama at home. If you have drama or trust issues or you think that, you know, you're not really into this and you're doing it for your partner because, you, you know, you need to spice things up so that they won't leave you. No. Absolutely fucking no. Do not jump into this lifestyle and disrupt everybody else. For the most part, like this is, it's fun. Like it's just fun and open-minded. Like I love the people that I've met. You know, they're intelligent and fun to be with and just carefree and open-minded. I've only had a couple of issues and it's only been recently. Um, and I am going to discuss those. But leave your drama. If you have drama, don't fucking come. Deal with your drama first and then come to the parties. And, you know, jump on in. Pussy first. Um, and you need to also respect that other people, other couples, are going to have their own set of rules. No two couples is going to, you know, approach sex or, you know, their relationship or their boundaries or their guidelines the same way. So even if you meet another couple at, you know, maybe you guys are okay with fucking in separate rooms, let's just say. Let's just say you and your partner are okay with separating at the party and fucking somebody else behind closed doors, you know, whatever, away from your partner. That doesn't mean that the person that you're that you find, you know, you want to hook up with is going to have that same rule or, or comfort level with their partner. And they may have the, the rule that, okay, well, we don't do anything separately. It has to be in the same room. So you need to take that into consideration. And yes, this is about trust, but it's also about what is comfortable for that you know, for that couple or that person. So you need to, I mean, really all of this just boils down to respect. It really does. Um, you need to just respect the space, respect each other, respect your partner. Um, you need to talk about all of this. So, and even with the people that you're meeting, talk about what you're okay with and what you're not. Talk about what you like, what you don't like. Um, you need to explicitly discuss this and what is and isn't okay? You know, are you okay with slapping? Are you okay with restraints? Are you okay with being choked? Are you okay with anal? Are you okay with, you know, him coming in your mouth? Like, all of these things, all right? 
don't be crass or fucking, you know, say, oh, I really want to fuck your wife. Because some women find that to be a turnoff. Um, so, you know, just respect. Another huge, huge, huge pet peeve of mine right now. Do not fucking grope or grab somebody's ass that, one, you don't fucking know, and two, you haven't even talked to. It, everything has to be consensual, okay? In this lifestyle, everything is about consent, consent and respect, consent and respect, and communication. Those are the three words that are the most important in this in this lifestyle. Okay? So do not be an asshole who just walks up and starts grabbing on women and touching them. Just because you think, well, she's half naked and this is a highly sexualized environment. So yeah, why can't I just walk up and grab her tit or walk up and grab her ass? No, you need to ask. At least fucking say hello. Don't just think that because women are walking around naked or men are walking around with their dicks out that it's okay to just walk up and start touching somebody. It's not. All right, so now that I've explained the majority of, you know, basic common sense rules, I'm just going to go back to what I, you know, what started this whole little freak out. So... I've had a couple of issues come up recently at swingers parties. And one of them involved a phone. So I was um, fucking my BBC bull. For those of you that don't know, BBC is big black cock. I'm not talking about British broadcast company. I'm talking about big black cock. So I'm fucking him. We're going at it and... Um, he, no, he has this thing. He doesn't like to be watched. I love to be watched. Love it. He doesn't. So I respect that. Um, so I had my cucky in the corner and he's, uh, you know, he's, he's watching and he's caged and me and my bull are going at it. And this, the male half of this couple that I, I've only met once and there's drama in their relationship so right there that's a red flag so I don't really associate with them like I'll say hi I'm nice whatever but um I don't associate with them I just I would rather not because there's just drama there and I don't need that so apparently he stuck his head we had the curtain closed which as I just explained means you are not invited your eyeballs are not invited your hands are not invited and certainly your fucking cell phone is not invited so this douchebag apparently put his phone he moved the curtain was looking inside and watching us and was taking pictures while I was getting fucked now, I have no problem with somebody I'm with or, you know, if I knew that, you know, if I had hired a photographer to take pictures of us, I'm okay with that. I have no problem with that. But this was completely disrespectful, complete breach of privacy, complete breach of discretion, 
and broke every fucking rule of the club. He won. The curtain was closed. So he was not allowed. It was like, go away. We don't want anybody else. Okay, so that's problem number one. Problem number two, no fucking cameras and cell phones are allowed. And this asshole took pictures. So my cuck actually, you know, it it was worked out. We got the pictures, all that. Point is, this fucking prick took pictures. Okay, don't be that prick. Because the next time I see this guy, now that I know that he took the pictures, I, I didn't know until after we had already left the party. But now that I know, when I see this asshole, when I go back, I'm going to fucking rip him a new one. And I'm going to have him thrown out of the fucking club. So I hope he enjoyed his limited time that he's had with his drama-filled relationship at that club. Problem number two. <laughs> and this is kind of why I brought this up. The whole no touching and grabbing and all of that without consent. Yeah. So I am a very social person. I'm okay with like social touching, even if it's somebody that I don't really know. But if we're having a conversation and somebody like, you know, grabs my hand or strokes my arm or even puts their hand on my waist, I'm okay with that. If it's in the context of I'm having a conversation with you or you are somebody that I know. So, again, recently at a swingers party and I'm standing there talking to another couple that I know. We're standing at the bar and the wife is standing on one side of me. The husband's on the other. And um, this guy is really nasty nerdy looking guy comes sneaking up behind me and the wife so he was kind of in between us but he was like you know kind of offset to the back a little bit anyways and he's just standing there with his drink like listening to our conversation which okay that's fine I thought maybe they knew him so I didn't think anything of it And then, you know, it's kind of close quarters, so his hand brushed my thigh a couple times, and I I let it go because we were standing in kind of close quarters, and, you know, whatever. I'm not uptight about things like that. It's just, you know, whatever. So I kind of inched closer to the husband and, you know, to kind of give the, the other guy a little bit of space, and he just kept doing it. He kept touching me I don't fucking know you you haven't said two words to me you're not even participating in the conversation don't fucking touch me what the fuck is wrong with you so in my head I'm like because you don't fuck with a Boston girl okay I'm just gonna put that out there so in my head I'm like all right I have two options here I can do what comes naturally and instinctively and turn around and fucking throat punch this guy. Or I can be an adult and walk around to the other side away from him. And since I want to return to this club, (laughs) and I really like it there, um, I chose to be the adult and I removed myself from the little half circle we had 
and moved and, and stood on the other side of the wife uh, in between her and the bartender. And then the guy proceeded, you know, another female friend came over and was talking. And yeah, she's standing there in her underwear and her bra. But again, this is a swingers club. And he didn't know her either and just started grabbing her ass. Same guy. So, yeah, don't be that fucking creep that fucking starts grabbing on on people in the club. Male, female, it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't give a fuck who you are. Even, ladies, do not go around grabbing some guy's dick that you don't know, okay? Or grabbing some guy's ass. Or Nobody should be touching anybody they don't know, especially when you have never had a conversation with them. You haven't even said so much as hello, okay? Basic etiquette skill. I don't know. I mean, fucking the whole planet is just socially inept, I think, lately. Nobody knows how to behave in public. And it goes back to technology has made everybody stupid. So, what did we learn today, class? Put the cell phones down. Look around and meet people. Boston is a black hole of dating for that reason. And when at a swingers club, don't touch people you don't fucking know and don't take photographs. Okay? <laughs> All right, all my dirty little renegade nation listeners, it is time for Mistress to put away the whips and the handcuffs, clean the wet spots off the seat, and strut away in my stilettos, leaving you thirsty and aching for more. I love hearing from my dirty listeners. Just... Don't send me any pictures from the swingers party that you went to. You can write and tell me about them. You can email me at boston, B-O-S-T-N, single girl, at gmail.com. You can head on over to my website, bostonsinglegirl.com. Or you can follow my filthy adventures on Twitter at boston, B-O-S-T-N, single girl. And of course, if you found this show to be pleasurable, be sure to come again and again right here on Renegade Talk Radio. Until then, my dirty little listeners, XOXO.